So we're going to open up the Word tonight. If you have your Bibles, hold it up for me. Let me see. Let me see. Okay. All right. A couple. We got a couple in there. Okay. Awesome. Well, if you have it, open it up to Luke 6. Luke 6. I know we've been talking about the king and his kingdom. We've been going through this series in Matthew. And don't worry, if you're that kind of student that's like, Morgan, what? We're in Luke and and we've been in Matthew this whole time. Don't worry, this story is also in Matthew 7, okay? So if you really wanted to open it up to Matthew, it's also in Matthew 7. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the two foundations, the two foundations. And it's really important that we lean in because this is a night where we can really prep our hearts for catalyst. Sometimes we come to an event like this and we're like, oh, it's the same old, same old, like Garrett said, it's whatever. But really this is every opportunity that you have to open the word is an opportunity for you to grow, an opportunity for you to know the Lord more. So I wanna encourage you as we are going through this really short teaching time tonight, take that seriously. If you really believe something, you'll act on it. Let's go back to our scripture, it says this. In Luke 6, 46, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things that I say? I want to camp right here for a second because this this could be a whole message in and of itself. This one verse that says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Because I want to tell you tonight, if you really believe something, you're going to act on it. If you're a soccer player and you say, oh, I believe that practice is going to make me better for the game. You're going to practice, right? Because you want to be better for the game. You're going to eat an apple because you think, I don't want to go to the doctor. If you really believe something, you're going to act it out. You're going to act on that truth that you believe to be true. So the first point, if you're taking notes tonight, is our faith should compel us to action. Our faith should compel us to action. So what Jesus is saying here in this passage, he's saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord? Why do you say that I'm your master, that I've saved you, that all these things, but you don't do the things I say? Why do you not act on the faith that you claim to have? I'm gonna share with y'all this analogy. One time I was um, like a student just like you and someone told me, they said, you know, Morgan, like just because you're in the car, I mean, in the garage, (laughs) doesn't mean that you're a car. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? yeah, obviously. But they said it in reference to believers or really to people that, that claim to be believers. And they said, just because you're in church doesn't mean that you're actively pursuing the Lord. Just because you put... I don't know, a Bible verse in your Instagram bio, it doesn't mean that you are actively following the Lord. Just like Jesus said to these people, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? If you believe something to be true, you're going to act on it. Just because you put yourself in a situation to where people think that you're a believer, to where people think, oh yeah, they're, they're a good Christian girl, it doesn't mean that you're actively pursuing Christ. And so what is that missing piece that that he's telling them is the action. They had the faith, but they didn't have the faith that compelled them to do the things that he's called them to do. And so students, I want to ask you a question. If someone were to look at your life, if you never said anything, If they never saw you go to church, if they never, whatever, if they looked at the way that you treated people, 
would they know that you were a believer? Would they know? And I'm not saying that so that you're like, oh, like I'm doubting my salvation. Am I really a believer? Because we all go through seasons where it's hard to trust. It's hard to obey. It's hard to do those things. I know that. I've been there. But the point that this passage is trying to make is that if we really believe the Lord to be true, if we really say, Lord, Lord, and he is the Lord of our life, we will do the things that he's commanded us to do. John 14, 15 says this as well. It says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Y'all, I don't know how it gets any realer than that. I don't know how it gets simpler than that. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. Moving on. Verse 47, it says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. I want you to write down, what is the house? What does the house represent in this passage? Second, what is the foundation? What are the storms? Okay. What does the house represent? What does the foundation represent? And what does the storm represent? The floods. Okay, let me hear you. What y'all got? What is the house? What does the house represent? Whoa. What? Yourself? Okay, yeah. What else? What else y'all got? Faith? Okay. Y'all got anything different? What? The church? Okay. That's a good, that's a good parallel to scripture for sure. The house is your life. The house is your life. So yeah, that can include you. You are a body of believers, the church. Your faith, that is part of you. That is part of your life. What does the foundation represent? Jesus, your belief. What else? More faith. If we're talking about in the context of if you love me, you'll obey my commands, what is the foundation? God's word, right? The rock, the foundation is God's word. Students, I want to tell you, there's such a contrast here. It says, a wise man, those who listen and obey me, build his house on the rock, the solid foundation. And when the storms come, the house does not fall. The second point tonight is this. Obeying God is always better. Take a note to write that down. Obeying God is always better. And you might say, Morgan, Why? Like, I just kind of do, I want to do what I want to do. Like, the Lord knows. Like, he knows me. He created me this way, right? But I want to tell you that if your life does not have a solid foundation of the word of the Lord, your house is going to crash, okay? That might be a little abstract. But let me put it in a little analogy for you. When your parents say, hey, Morgan, don't go play out in the road, When I'm seven years old, do you think I know that that is because they know that I'm in danger if I play in the road? No, right? I just am like, oh, mom, like, you're the worst. Like, I want to play in the road, and it's better because the ball bounces uh, better, I don't know, on the asphalt than it does on the grass. I don't know that that situation is dangerous. But my mom said, hey, don't play in the road because she knew better than I did. 
And so students, I want to tell you tonight that obeying God is better, first of all, because he knows what's best. Write that down. He knows what's best. These commands, this word is not to restrict you. It's not to say, oh, ha, 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 I'm going to play with Morgan. I'm, I'm going to tell her that she can't do this and she can't do this. She's going to have a miserable life. Do you think that's God's heart? Do you think that's God's heart? No, of course not. Because why? Because he loves us. He loves us, and so why would he not want the best? Obeying God is better. And I'm not telling you this because I'm an MA, and this is my job. And, like, I work at a church, so this is what I'm supposed to say. I'm telling you this because I've seen it. Over and over and over again in my life, you know when I've chosen myself, when I've chosen my flesh, what has that led to? Destruction, right? When I've chosen myself, it's led to disappointment. Garrett talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is the Lord worth following to you? Is it worth giving up those things that maybe are, yeah, are your natural desires in order to obey the Lord? So in your most selfish state, in your most selfish state, you can say, yeah, obeying God is better because it's best for me. You can say that. That's true. It is better for you. Second of all, it's better because this is a response from us. This is a response to what he's already done for you. You've heard the gospel. You know that he came. God sent his son as a baby to live a perfect, sinless life. And he died on the cross for you and for me so that I could have life with God. And then he rose again. You know that to be true. But I want to encourage you, if that does not stir something in your heart, if you have heard this over and over and over, maybe you've grown up at Bellevue and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Then you might need to have a real check in your relationship with the Lord. Because this gospel, y'all, is life-changing. This gospel is better. Obeying God is better. This is part of our service to him is to obey him, to love him. If we love him, we'll obey his commands. If you believe him, you'll exhibit fruits of the spirit. You might say, Morgan, I don't know what that is. You can find it in scripture. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you really believe him, if you really love him, you'll obey You'll obey, because ultimately it's better for you. It's better for you, but it's also a response to what he's done. This passage has wrecked me this week, y'all, for real. It's funny how sometimes whenever you teach on something, the Lord is teaching you as you're getting ready to teach it to somebody else. If there's something that you're like, I have been disobedient. I'm not obeying the Lord in this way. I know what he says about this, but I've been wanting to do my own thing. If that's something you want to talk through, if that's something that you want someone to pray over, come find one of our leaders, find our staff, find one of our life group leaders, for real. Like, and I'm, I'm being serious, because y'all, this is a matter of life and death, destruction and a sturdy house, okay? Also, side note, some of y'all are like, oh, why is God doing this to me? And that's really just the consequences of your own sin. If you've ever gossiped before, 
and you've had a conflict with a friend because of that gossip, let me just tell you, that's because of you. That's not because of the Lord, okay? He knows what's best for you. He knows. Obeying God is better because it's better for you. And second, because it's a response to what he's already done for us. If you need to talk to somebody, we're going to be all over the room tonight. We're going to go into a time of prayer later. And so really, be still. Reflect. Let your heart be open to whatever the Lord has for you. Because this is important. Hey, I want to invite my friend Lily up here. Everyone say, hey, Lily. (laughs) Um, So last year at Catalyst was a really big year for Lily. Um, And so I just want to hear a little bit from you, Lily, tonight about what really the Lord did in your heart at Catalyst last year and how that still impacted you today. So how was Catalyst impactful for you last year? So last year, Catalyst, um, it was like a really big moment. So last year at Catalyst, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And um, Jordy was preaching on your posture towards the Lord and how the longer that you're saved and the more you're pursuing your relationship with him, how the better your posture towards him is going to look. And I was like looking at my life and I was like, my life does not look that much different than it did like when I first got saved, like four years ago. And so I kind of just didn't really do anything about it. And then later on in the weekend, um, we were in a prayer time. We were praying for the different nations. And we were praying for nations who would, like, point something percent, like, had the gospel had been reached out to them. And that was just like, wow. Like, I am so blessed to have what I have. And I'm, like, taking it for granted. And these people don't have that. And so we went into another prayer time later and we were all kneeling around the stage praying with the music on. And I prayed then and I was like, God, like you are so good and you've given me so much. And how can I say that I love you and I'm a Christian when I'm not living for you? And so that was kind of the moment of when I was like, okay, I'm starting over in my relationship with you and I can't keep living this way if I say that I love you. For sure. And so how has that still impacted you today? It's been a year since Catalyst. How has that still been impacting you today? Well, after that, you know, it felt like I had, like, this fresh start. And I think that really motivated me to get into the habit of reading my Bible daily and praying to him continuously throughout the day and maybe distancing myself from people who weren't pointing me towards the Lord and weren't great influences on me. And so I think that's how it's still impacting me today. Yeah, I love that. What is something you are really looking forward to about Catalyst this year? I'm looking forward to hear Daniel Harris teach. Um, He (laughs) taught it for the fifth grade camp when I was in fourth grade, and it was amazing. He was so good. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just hanging out with my friends and talking about the Lord and really connecting with the Lord this weekend. Yeah. What is something that you are praying specifically for yourself this year for Catalyst? I'm definitely praying that God will just help me to be grateful and look past, like, having to wear masks and being socially distanced. And, like, we might want to complain about that, but I'm really just praying that God will help me to just be so grateful that we do get to still come here and learn about him and spend time in his word. Yeah, for sure. Hey, y'all tell Lily thank you. (laughs) Um, I just want to focus on something that Lily said right there. She said posture. Now, that's kind of a weird word that 
we may, may not fully understand. Um, but that's what we talked a little bit last year of the posture of our heart towards the Lord. Um, and so tonight we're gonna just going to take the last few minutes and talk about um, preparing our hearts for the Lord um, and that posture of our hearts for the Lord. Right? It's easy to come in to the mix and you play Foursquare and it's super fun and all of those things. But coming into the weekend of Catalyst, expectant for the Lord to do a mighty work in our hearts. And that posture, right, it begins in prayer. is for us to take time before the Lord and truly ask, as Morgan said, right, that we would ask the Lord to do a mighty work in our heart. Um, it's been so neat over the past year to watch Lily Right? And um, she's in one of my discipleship groups. And so I'm able to see that firsthand. But to watch so many of our students where a weekend really did change their life. It changed the way that they saw God. It changed the way that they read their Bible in the morning and the habits that they had. Um, it changed the way that they saw someone, not as just a middle school student, but someone who had a heart, someone who had a soul who was either lost right, or who was following the Lord. And that is my prayer, and that is our prayer for you guys, that this weekend it's all about the gospel, right? Yes, last year we prayed a ton about taking the gospel to the nations and, and taking, being a catalyst for spiritual waking in Memphis. But this year we really want to focus on your personal revival, that revival word. You may say, well, what does that mean? Um, right? That's God's process by which he can refocus our minds and our hearts to kingdom priorities, right? That we can stop with all the things that are racing around in our mind and that we can just have a place where we stop and we ask the Lord to have a spark in our own heart. That we would have a deeper walk with the Lord. That we may lay down sins that have been easily entangling us. Hey, we may ask the Lord that he would give us a spark to share the gospel at our school. That he would give us confidence to go and sit at the lunch table with someone else and be kind to them and be a friend to them, right? It may be that you need confidence to share the gospel with your lost family members. It may be that you're, you need to stop and say, Lord, I wanna be passionate about reading the Bible. I wanna make that a habit on my life. And that's my prayer for y'all this weekend is that you truly would stop and you would let the Lord have revival in your heart, the gospel. And that's gonna be the focus of what is the gospel and for you to truly understand what the gospel is and how that impacts you every single day. Not just that first day if you are a believer that you got saved, but how that the gospel is for us every single day. And because of that gospel, because of the good news, we live differently. I wanna read a passage out of Joel chapter two to you guys. It says, yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and he relents of her disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn or relent and leave a blessing behind. And guys, um, a quote that I read was, the way a revival originates is the way by which a revival is sustained. Prayer, confession, humility, and seeking the Lord. That brings revival, and they also sustain revival. That we would have hearts that are postured towards prayer. That we would confess anything in our life 
that is keeping us from the Lord, that we would have humility to say, God, change me. I don't have it all together. I want to give everything up, give up control to you, and that we would live our life seeking the Lord with our whole heart, with our whole mind, and our whole soul.